1: Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com. That's C O R I E N T dot com Corient.com
2: Well met fellow adventurers, we are back back in the with- village of Silverwisp, which is still having problems, still being constantly assailed by the minions of Woundskin. But now we have two thirds of the thing that we'll need to end this. And so, let's go report to Captain Millark. You find Captain Millark sending Mr. woonge of the Hedgelong Tavern, constructing the defence of Silverwisp from within the makeshift command post. While well, the vast majority of Woonskins' army have been driven from the field of battle, but they'll be back. The captain is still overseeing the forces as they scour the areas north, east, and south of the village for any lingering sign of the enemy. Adventures for this location Demon Scourge Part 3 Iacor's Maze. Apparently, not ready to leave you be, the demon prince Iacor, servant of Woundskin, has invaded your dreams. Well, that's rude. Here we go. Sleep. Doesn't come easy amidst the ruins of Silver Wisp, but when the chance for West does present itself, it's an opportunity those among the village's defenders are eager to seize. On the western edge of the village, in a stretched high tent, you settle down for what you hope will be at least a couple of hours of uninterrupted sleep. Weary from battle, you quickly drift into an uneasy slumber. Suddenly, you wake with a start. Much to horror. Discover your surroundings have changed. It's always happening, isn't it? No longer lying within the tent on the western edge of Silverwisp, you find yourself in the middle of a dank stone passage. A a pallid blue light fills the passage, cutting through the gloom, but leaving long shadows at the edge of your sight. Instinctively hops your feet, prepared to face whatever dangers may lurk in these new surroundings, and are startled when a loud voice rings out, echoing along the passage. This is the thunderous voice of Prince Iacor, staring in both directions along the passage. You can see no sign of the demon prince. Must be a really echoey passage then. You know, so a kind of design So that the sounds bounce off one wall, wall and go do ba, do ba, do, ba, do and hit me all the way over there. Or, you know, magic. Probably magic. Ah, again I challenge thee, sir. Croakington bellows the voice of Iacor. The master is quite impressed with your progress on these trials. Though I dare say you shall now be truly put to it. For a moment, Iacor's voice falls silent. Then it erupts again, sending a chill the length of your body. Four spirits roam this maze. Hunting for you, Sir Crokington, thunders the voice of Iacor. Find a way to defeat the four, and you shall have gone a long way towards proving yourself. When the four are no more... Your final challenge will begin. Michael's voice fades, leaving you alone in the eerie silence of these unknown halls. Where I waked off, I seem to be sort of close to the south end. And it's a very, very mazy dungeon. Well, that's what the title card said, so... You cautiously make your way through the twisting labyrinth, this cause maze now and again from some far off corner of the maze you can hear the unsettling sound of chill cold laughter all right making my way southwest corner where there's a square on the opposite side of the square is something what is it a strange light in the passage ahead for halt you in your tracks Hovering almost three feet above the floor is a fist sized glowing green orb. Despite the brilliant light emanating from the orb, it doesn't seem to radiate any heat.
1: Hmm
2: Wow. Apparently Woundskin's minions are interested in energy efficiency. Who'd have thought it? Not me, that's for sure. Or you know, it's just cheaper. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, well what happens when I touch it anyway? The moment your fingers come into contact with the orb, it vanishes. For an instant, your hand glows brightly green. The glow rapidly fades, but you can feel a strange tingling sensation in your fingertips. Hmm, well, I must have got some sort of thing from that. It will probably come out at the appropriate times. Going along the western side, there's another square. And another thing in the far, in the central corner. A long, droning wail and the smell of burnt flesh from the east reaches your senses. Now, since there's four four spirits, four corners, I'm probably going to have to get something in each corner for each spirit. Fortunately, I think I can keep all of them. Eerie. Echoing, gibbling soars out of the womb to the north and east. Yeah, so that's that, these dunes. They're moving around and they're being very noisy. So I can find them. Alright, it's a, a strange sight in the passage ahead, holds you in your tracks. Hovering almost three feet above the floor is a fist sized, glowing red orb. Despite the brilliant light emerging from the orb, it doesn't seem to radiate any heat. Touch the floating red orb, of course. The moment your fingers come into contact with the orb, it vanishes. For an instant, your hand glows brightly red. The glow rapidly fades, but you can feel a strange sensation in your fingertips. Okay. Yeah. All right, we've got the long and whale to the south. Long and troning whale from the north sinister shape looms out of the gloom ahead, holding your progress along the passage. A glimmering blue ghost. Its maniacal sounds echoing off the walls and ceiling of the passage grins wickedly as it surges towards you. Alright, it's a glibbering ghost. And this one is 18 plus walls, so I think the if I try to fight it, uh, it doesn't work. It's time to one. One, 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 one away. The ghost moans loudly as it swipes at you. The touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body. <laughs> that does 23 damage. Yep, this is one time. One, one, one. Long droning wail and burning flesh to the west. Eerie echoing gibbering walls out of the gloom to the west. All right, now I'm going to take my time to heal. So, oh, is that gibbering ghost again? Flee immediately. I managed to get away in time. You turn and flee from the ghost, narrowly evading its icy grasp. Luckily you've managed to evade your undead foe. Blood-curdling howl from the east echoes along the passage. All right, there's three ghosts nearby. Blood-curdling cowl- cowl- howl from the south. Go on, blood-curdling howl. Where are ya? Where are you, blood-curdling howl? From somewhere to the south and east. A bell tolls ominously. Blood-curdling howl, I'll get you to the north now. It sneaked past me. I've got all four ghosts closing in on me now. Alone, droning wail, and the smell of burning flesh from the north and east reaches your senses. A blood-curdling howl from the south echoes along the passage. An eerie. Echoing gibbling soars out of the gloom from the north and east. Somewhere to the south and east, a bell tolls ominously. Where are you, blood curdling howl? You're my target. Blood curdling howl to the north. It's to the north. I'm only focusing on you. And oh, it's to the south. Now it's to the north. Now it's to the south. Ah, finally found you, you blood-curdling howl ghost. A sinister shape looms out of the gloom ahead, halting your progress along the passage. A glowing green ghost, its head and torso, outfitted with open, bleeding wounds, rapidly bears down upon you. The ghost's eyes suddenly open wide. And the undead being seems to momentarily recoil in horror. It's a bleeding ghost. Begin combat. I guess if it's bleeding and it's green, it's the ghost of a Vulcan or something like that. Don't know how they ended up here. Well, Woundskin does mess with a lot of worlds. I guess he messed with Vulcan. And got someone who bleeds green from there. Oh, I guess there's other things that bleed green. Yes. But, yep, this is official. It's it's an unofficially official, unofficial, unofficial, unofficial Star Trek-Swift crossover. That nobody noticed until now. The ghost moans loudly as it swipes at you. Okay, keep going. And it is slain. 69 XP. A ghastly howl fills the air as the slain ghost rapidly dissipates before you. You take a few moments following its demise to check over your equipment, before once again setting off through the perilous maze. Alright. And now there's three ghosts nearby. One to the east, one to the north and east... Somewhere to the northeast, a bell tolls ominously. East, a bell tolls honestly West, a bell tolls honestly Oh, the bell is the gibbering ghost. Maybe. Or it could have been something else. I mean, there's a lot of ghosts. Well, three ghosts now. A sinister shape looms out of the gloom mm. ahead, halting your progress along the passage. Gibbering blue ghost. Maniacal sounds, echoing off the walls and ceiling of the passage. Grins wickedly as it surges towards you. Alright. It's 18 plus difficulty, so the only thing to do is run. Because most of the time when something's in 18 plus difficulty, you're either doing this quest way too early, or... There's some sort of trick you've got to do in the dungeon to get past it. There are exceptions. There was that those barriers you had to get past through in Judwin's plunge, but they had a very small amount of SP. Okay, I'm in the southeast corner. Just getting to the well. There'll be an orb on the opposite side from that. A strange sight in the passage ahead holds you in your track. Hovering almost three feet above the floor is a fist-sized glowing silver orb. Despite the brilliant light animating from the orb, it doesn't seem to radiate any heat. Well, let's touch it. For a moment, your fingers come into contact with the orb. It vanishes. For an instant, your hand glows brightly silver. The glow rapidly fades. You can feel the strange tingling sensation in your fingertips. sinister state, shapes looms out of the gloom ahead, halting your progress along the passage. A silver ghost, its clothing hanging in sweats from its emancipated flame, holds aloft a lantern and moans loudly as it floats towards you. The ghost's eyes suddenly open wide, and the undead being seems to recall in horror, Oh, I've just... Yeah, yeah, you are. You're you all approaching me. But now I've got my power orb. Just now. And now I can defeat you. Uh, yes, you've got you're gone all blue and glowy, possibly. Wacka whacka, whacka, down you go. Watchman's ghost. The ghost loathes mouth loudly as it swipes at you. As you should, because you're going to... We die. The touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body. For nineteen damage, but no matter. I shall keep stabbing, and it is slain. 70 XP. A ghastly howl fills the air, as the slain ghost rapidly dissipates before you. You take a few moments following its demise to, to rest and check over your equipment, for once again setting off through the perilous maze. All right, long droning wail of burning flesh from the south and west, but no time for that now. I've got one more orb to find, and here it is, in the north northeast square, in the in the central corner. A strange sight in the passage ahead halts you in your tracks, hovering almost three feet above the floor is the fist-sized glowing blue orb. Despite the brilliant light animating from the orb, it doesn't seem to radiate any heat. Touch the floating blue orb. The moment your fingers come into contact with the orb, it vanishes. For an instant, your hands grow brightly blue. The glow rapidly fades. You can feel a strange tingling sensation in your fingertips. Yes. Yeah. Alright. Two goes down, two to go. Now where are you, ghosts? I'm just wandering around at random, till I hear a ghost. An eerie, echoing gibbering, walls out of the glue for the south and west. Oh, you gibbering ghost, I'm going to get you at last. South and west, south and west, south. South and east, south. South and west, east. Finally, <laughs> gibbering ghost, you have been foiling me for too long, but now you can finally go down. A sinister shape looms out of the gloom ahead, halting your pa- progress along the passage. A gibbering blue ghost, its maniacal sound echoing loudly off the walls and ceiling of the passage, grims wickedly as it surges towards you. The ghost's eyes suddenly open wide, and the undead being seems to momentarily recall in horror. Gibbering Ghost, time to go down. This is our third encounter, or is it slightly more? Oh, sorry you're keeping track, I'm not. Anyway, you're going down now. Third time's the charm, apparently. The touch of your enemy sends a deftly chill the length of your body for 11 damage. It's just weaker in every way, and it is slain, 70 XP. A ghastly howl fills the air, as the slain ghost rapidly dissipates before you. You take a few moments following its demise to, to rest, and check over your equipment before once again setting off through the perilous maze. All right, now one more to find. There's just wandering around in the middle of the dungeon. Oh, a long droning wail and the smell of burning flesh from the east reaches your ears. And I'm going that way. A sinister shape looms out of the gloom ahead, halting your progress along the passage. A wailing red ghost, The tattered wags that cut. Cover its torso alive with flame floats towards you. The ghost's eyes suddenly open wide and the undead being seems to momentarily recall in horror. This is a burning ghost. As the ghost moans loudly as it swipes at you. Oh, it might be the puniest of them all and it is slain. sixty eight XP, yep, it was the puniest. A ghastly howl fills the air as the Wesleyan ghost rapidly dissipates before you. Suddenly, your vision blurs and the hall around you begins to fade from view. Before you can react, your sight returns to normal and you find your surroundings have again changed. Seated before you, on a massive throne, is the fearsome, imposing figure of Prince Iacol, which means it's definitely time to heal. Horrified to note the throne upon which Ikkor's tremendous bulk rests appears to be alive. You suddenly realize the demon prince is seated atop a large coiled ebony scaled serpent. Oh, you lucky, ba- you lucky Dick. <laughs> a quick glance around reveals there are no apparent exits from the chamber. You look surprised, Sir Crokington, sneers Prince Icor does not seem interested in rising from his seated position? Well, of course. It's incredibly comfy. Surely you've grown accustomed to success by now. Your skills are impressive. A worthy showing for the master. And yet, such a pity that you stand on the wrong side of it all. Iacor grumbles and the massive, bold-headed warrior shifts to shifts on his scaled throne before continuing. Don't be an insert fool, Sir Crokington, he growls. To think the master has any interest in a world so insignificant as that from which you hail is the very arrogance that marks your species. It is you, Sir Crokington, that draws his eye. And it is you, alone. ...who shall soon bear the mantle and bequeathed only to his champion. Oh dear, and he's going to be super jealous about that. Because he's Woundskin's champion. Prince Icar's will send a chill for you and cause your heart to skip a beat. If the demon prince has indeed spoken the truth... ...it would appear that Woundskin has designs on making you his next champion... Another to swell the wanks of his fearsome immortal servants. There remains a final challenge to prove your worth, bellows Prince Iacor, rising off the coiled serpent and assuming his full, towering height. No sooner has the demon prince lifted his book from the throne, the black-scaled serpent begins uncoiling itself. The massive creature wears back, and unhinges its powerful jaws revealing a cavernous mouth lined with double rows of razor-sharp fangs. Now, Sir Croakington, roars core, fight like a champion worthy of the master's eye. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight hard, but nothing to do with your master. I'm going to fight because, you know, not wanting to die. And also your dick. I don't really have anything personally against the snake, though. (laughs) The prince leaps back as the serpent's head streaks down towards you. Its deadly jaws poised to swallow you whole. So, black-scaled serpent, begin combat. Alright. Massive black-scaled serpent snaps its deadly jaws at you snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? And it is slain. 69 XP. The black scaled serpent crashes to the floor of the chamber and emits a long jagged haste before finally expiring. Nothing personal, snake. You go to wherever it is that snakes go. Presumably they just become a snake again, because Really, there's nowhere to get up from there, is there? Yeah. There's nothing more snaky than being a snake. You snap back from the carcass, prepared to face point Iacor. But you're not just your support.
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it
2: done. Prize the demon lord is nowhere to be seen. Well, I guess he doesn't want you to kick his ass again. Woundskin will probably start thinking less of him if I kept doing that. And then he'll get demoted... He'll, 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 he'll be just some random mook. He might even he might even have his immortality taken from him. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe perhaps something far, far worse. The sort of thing that only a twisted mind such as Woundskin could think of, let alone implement. You wake with a start, in a cold sweat, finding yourself sitting upright in a stretched high tent where, what seems like hours ago, you drifted off to sleep. unnerved by all that has happened since you fell asleep, you promptly rise and step out of the tent. You stumble over a large, heavy object lying just out- outside the tent flap are taken aback to discover the weighty slab of iron lying at your feet. You stoop down and examine the seemingly out of place object. And almost at once a startling realisation comes over you. Sitting on the ground before you is the head of the hammer known as Demascope. Well that's convenient. You quickly take the weighty iron head and place it safely among your possessions. Alright demon scourge head let's have a look at it this heavy iron head is one of the three pieces of an enchanted hammer known as demon scourge the weapon is almost complete the voice to your white startles you you turn and find the demon find the knight's ghost standing several yards away the knight bows and tells you that there remains a final step to completing the fearsome weapon the beast has set his sights on you, Sir Croakington," says the ghost of the knight. Conquest is not his aim this time. The ogre seeks a champion, a human champion, to draw into his dark fold. And in you, he has found what he's long sought. And he doesn't care about <laughs> the whole not being human anymore. You quickly ask the knight what must be done to complete the demon scourge. And how the weapon might be effectively deployed against the beast. In the presence of the beast, the the pieces of the demon scourge will unite, replies the night ghost. You need not worry about finding the beast, for I have little doubt that even now it is you who are being sought. (laughs) You must remain brave, Sir Covington. and stay the course. Trust your instincts. And make good use of that which has been bestowed upon you. And may perhaps be able to. The ghost of the night fades from view before he is able to finish his thought. Finish his thought, leaving you to wonder what he was about to say. Despite the unsettling nature of recent events, you find yourself instilled with a new confidence, a burgeoning sense of hope, even in the face of such utterly overwhelming odds. As dusk creeps towards the edge of night, you step back inside the tent, desperate to grab a few hours of much needed rest, and hoping I don't get taken off to some dungeon in the meantime. With the now familiar sounds of battle rising up in the distance, you close your eyes and pray that you will find safety and perhaps fleeting peace in sleep's welcoming embrace. That finishes Demon Scourge Part 3. With 512 experience to general. Okay, let's move on to the next one. I think we should be able to. Yeah, well, we're doing the next one. One of three. A gruesome spectre. Its ghostly blade, dripping with the blood of the recently slain, unleashes a fearsome shriek as it soars across the battlefield towards you. And we begin. And an unearthly shriek rises into the air, momentarily drowning out the din of battle on the edge of Silver Wisp. You cast your eyes to the north, and note, with great dismay, a gruesome, black-robed phantom floating across the battlefield, felling any braver, any defender brave enough to thwart its advance. The hideous apparition, its exposed limbs little more than twisted stumps of rotting flesh, wields a blood-drenched longsword with a remarkable degree of skill. Suddenly, the horrifying undead being turns and faces you, unleashing an ear piercing shriek before surging forward in your direction. So fight or retreat, obviously, fight! You firmly place your feet and steel yourself to engage the fearsome sword wielding phantom. It's a phantom swordsman. And I begin. The phantom shrieks and it slashes you with its blood drenched blade. Keep going, keep going. You gotta go down before you kill anyone else. And it is stabbed to death. 39 XP. The phantom howls in agony and dissipates into thin air, leaving no trace of itself behind. No sooner has the gruesome undead vanished, a low pulsing sound reaches your ears. You turn to the south, where your eyes come to west on the all too familiar sight of a swirling shadow bath. Inexplicably, you feel yourself drawn towards the Kent Well, I usually am. I just can't. I just cannot resist my my gate lust. instant you step into the shadow path, everything goes black. A split second later, your sight is restored, and you find yourself not unexpectedly, in unfamiliar surroundings. You stand at the edge of a wide stone passage. To the west, the hall plunges into plunges into near impenetrable doom, gloom. Your instincts tell you you are in great danger here. I can rest here, but no need to do that yet. You feel as your every step is being closely watched by unseen eyes as you make your way along the gloomy, Shaking passage. Now and again, sound from ahead causes you to stop and listen. All right, so this is just one big snaky passage. All right, so I started off in the southwest corner, wiggling my way north. Now I'm wiggling my way east. It's a very long passage. The sound from ahead alerts you to approaching danger. You bravely hold your ground as a group of hideous undead emerge from the gloom. This is five shadows. What are shadows? We'll see. These strange beings appear as vaguely human, opaque black silhouettes. Their origin and purpose is unknown. Then I will take them down, these five shadows. The shadows strike at you. You feel weaker as your opponent drains energy from your body. Six damage, then 30 damage. More energy drains, seven. But still they are slain. Five XP. You just and I found some loot. I'll just take this stuff then. Some of it I can sell so I picked up for no reason. Following the battle, you spend a few moments resting, for once again resuming your track along the winding passage. Alright, making my way east some more. Four greater ghouls. Well they're not that great. They were great, then how come I've slain them? Huh? Huh? How do you explain that? And some loot as well. Alright something coming up. Strange feeling suddenly comes over you. What does that mean? Well I go over it again and I still get this strange feeling. What could this strange feeling mean? Three greater ghouls. That's not what it means. They were were going to turn up anyway. The greater ghouls call up glory to you. And they are slain. 5xp. Some loot. Making my way south now. We seem to be spiralling in. Or are we? Four withers. Reach out for you. Oh, they temporarily lost one melee waiting. Oh my! That is that is a wooed thing, for a ghost to do, but they are slain nevertheless. And I loot some stuff and seven gold tokens. Black bone avengers. What are these? These ebony bones, skeletal knights, are combatants of extraordinary skill. Then we shall fight them. The black bone skeletons hiss as they viciously attack. But are slain. Slain to the man. More loot, two gold. Oh, and some X beaten. Alright. get my way into the middle. Three Greater goals. You're not that great because you're dead. Again. Alright, some loot. Five XP. for taking those down. It all adds up. Alright, oh, oh, well, I'm going south now. And there's something ahead. A strange feeling suddenly comes over you. Ah oh, looks like I'm filled up with loot now. I'll have to sell it after this. Off screen of course, three black blood Avengers. They hiss as they viciously attack. And they are all slain. Five XP. Oh there's a lever. There's a plate belt, it's inferior. Hmm. Anything I can get rid of. Maybe this skimmitar. Nope, still too heavy, right, what else, what else, what else? Okay, uh, common chain gauntlets, i uh, give it a little. Take the plate belt. Maybe that wasn't a good trade, maybe it was. Six black bone skeletons. These ebony bone skeletons are more powerful than your average garden variety skeleton. They move extremely rapidly. And are known to employ swarming tactics when attacking an enemy. Well, but nevertheless, they are going down. And they have. Alright. 5 XP, 4 gold. Alright, now I can make my way east along the south side for shadows. We fought these before. We won, just like this time. Alright. Some loot, they'll just leave. 4 gold. 4 witherers. They reach out for you. <laughs> the withering touch of your enemy drains away your strength. 1 point temporarily lost from your melee rating. And they are slain. 6 xp, some terrible loot, 6 gold. Okay, I'm coming towards the end. Four witherers. Actually, no, there was a law book entry for witherers. Let's read that now. These horrifying undead are the restless spirits of the very wicked. Witherers typically inhabit rotting corpses, but their fiendish creatures have been known in rare instances to take over living hosts. The touch of a witherer can drain the strength of an opponent. This siphoned ennies is then employed by the spirit to we- heal its own wounds. Witherers are just as likely to be encountered in amongst a large group of undead as they are, wandering about on their own. Uh, <coughs> oh, 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 apparently it was sticking, kicking up a lot of dust all these undead. In combat. They reach out for you, it did a bit of withering. But I'll get better. Because it's dead now. 6 XP. Some loot. Alright. Alright. Oh, 6 black bone skeletons. I've just got to quickly get out of the way. I'm so near to the end of the dungeon. And they're slain. 5 XP. Okay. One step to the east. Is the last part of the dungeon. Which has been a complete... Complete straight line, no div, no diversions, no anything. Just straight line. All right, what is there? The snaking passage, ends abruptly, and you find yourself staring down at three glowing impressions set into the floor. Each of the three shallow impressions are all distinctive in shape, and each glows faintly green. Impression on the far left is that of a triangle, the one in the middle is square shaped, and the one on the furthest right is pentagonal. Look, apparently, this is the only thing I can really do here, so I guess I've got to touch one of these, to make some, do something somewhere somehow. Alright, right down the middle, go for square impression. You gently press your finger into the middle of the square impression. The bright greenish glow momentarily fills the passage and quickly subsides. The return of the gloom. You suddenly realise the impressions on the floor floor of the hall have disappeared. You feel some difference somehow. Five two 256 experience to all skills and powers. Very nice, very nice. And this is mid-saga. So who knows what we're going to get at the end? A deep sense of dread comes over you. You inexplicably feel as fan-seed eyes are closely watching your every move. You think you'd be used to that by now. That's pretty much all that you every moment that's happening to you, Sir Grokington? It's just what happens. You know, unless you Tape over the the camera on the top of your computer. The air in front of you begins to shimmer, and suddenly the image of a towering red cake ogre appears in the middle of the passage. The ogre, every inch of its exposed flesh covered with strange wounds, snarls viciously as it takes a step towards you, before instantly vanishing. A low, pulsing sound fills the passage, and you find that a shadow path has opened against the north wall. With little desire to remain here or reverse course along the shaking passage, you, pro- you cautiously approach the Neverwall Gate and warily step into it. Everything goes black. When your vision returns, you find yourself once again on solid ground, on the eastern outskirts of the village. You quickly decide to you make your way back to the command post. Report the recent events to Captain Millark. I don't think you'll really be able to do much, but yes, you should know, you should know. You return to the... Well, well, I guess you should know that the Phantom Slayer has been slain. Return to the center of Silverwisp when you were late. your well, recent events to Captain Millark. He nods as you conclude your account. I tell you, he's recently received good news from all fronts. I only ask that you keep yourself alive, Sir Crockington. he laughs. We certainly can't afford to lose you. Not really, it looks like we might have outlasted them. Captain Millark told you he believes the enemy's will might at last be weakening the enemy's will, or maybe just the enemy's attention span. If we can find the strength to hold out just a bit longer, he says, I think we might. May yet achieve what even I never thought possible. That night, as you drift into an uneasy sleep against a wall outside Millar's makeshift command post, your dreams are plagued by visions of the glowing green square. And that ends that adventure with five hundred and twelve experienced to general. So, I'm gonna west. Report to Captain Millark Captain Millark stands amidst the wounds of the headlong tavern, conducting the defense of Silverwisp within the makeshift command post. While the vast majority of Woundskin's army has been driven from the field of battle, the captain is still overseeing his forces as they scour the areas north, east and south of the village for any lingering sign of the enemy. Suddenly, you become aware of a low, pulsing hum from the southeast corner of what was once the tavern's common womb. And will be again! You turn your head in the direction of the sound, and your eyes come to west on a swirling black vortex set against the charred remains of the tavern's outer wall. The sight is sinister and yet all too familiar. A shadow path. And there. There it's been for the last two hours, says Captain Millark, joining you in front of the pulsing Neville Gate. Nothing's come through it, of that we can be thankful, but I hardly think it has opened here without a reason. You inexplicably find yourself drawn towards the Inky Portal. Well, I always am, always am, it's just what heroes do. If you, if you show a heroic person a portal, a scrolling portal to who knows where, they'll be like, oh, what's inside? What's inside? Norpus would be like, eh, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, okay, let's just put a big wall in front of it, just in case anything comes out. All right, people are going, yeah, go through the portal to who knows where. Woo! Yeah, mysterious portals! You're almost unable to take your eyes from it. A strong sense of dread dwells up from within you as you stare unblinking into its unknown depths. You're certain you were meant to enter into it. When you express this sentiment to Captain Millar, he nods grimly. I believe, believe it to be so myself, he says. You need not enter it, Sir Hicton, for such a thing could not be asked of anyone. Yet if you choose to do so, the prayers of every living one of us, and those of the fallen, go with you. So anyway, that, that shadow path will lead to the final, the final dungeon of the Woundskin scenario, with the Woundskin saga, which I'm definitely, which, which should definitely get its own episode. So I'll just leave that be for now. Yes. Yeah, we okay, it gotta be fortunate that nothing comes out and goes. Oi! You! Go through that dungeon already! We've left it open for hours and that's really expensive! Do you have any idea how much Neville Reserve it takes to keep a gate, to keep a, ne- a shadow path open for that long? Do you? Do you? I mean, we've had three wizards completely deplete themselves, keeping that open. Now go through there right now, okay? Okay, we're going to start sending some nasty stuff through to randomly kill people. Because that's pretty much our only solution to everything. Yeah, they'll probably do that if I leave it for too long. But fortunately, while out of game, it might be swirling there for a long time in-game. It will only be a few minutes. So, anyway, time to save. And next time, we will be going through that ominous shadow path, and pro- um, quite possibly finally, finally encountering Woundskin himself, and putting an end to this sinister invasion. Well, aren't all invasions sinister? Who does this particularly sinister invasion? But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient.